0: It's so good to see all your beautiful faces. Welcome to Middle Church, whether you're joining us here on in person or online. We have so many exciting things happening in the life of our community. Coming up tomorrow is the first of our self-care series. And tomorrow, if you want to register, it's happening online at 7 p.m. Um, we have series, our self-care series will fo- have a different focus each week through a different community but anybody can join. So you'll just be learning about self-care tips and sharing stories that are focused on these communities because we all know self-care isn't just manicures and pedicures, right? <laughs> so it's a great way to learn from other communities for how how they do self-care. So we've got that, we've got Emma, we have King Day next Sunday. We are partnering with East End Temple and Rabbi Josh. There will be a teach-in um, after uh, after our worship celebration. There'll be two worships that Sunday, one at 9:30 and one at 11:45. If you would like to join us for food and for the teach-in, please register before Wednesday. Can everyone say before Wednesday? Thanks, fam, because otherwise you don't get to eat. But if you don't mind not getting to eat, then just come to the teach-in. There was one more thing, regional gatherings. Reverend Natalie and I had an amazing time at our East Coast regional gathering, right? Yeah, there were what, 50 people, almost like 40 people. Yeah, so if you are one of our online members and you wanna gather, and meet other people that are in your time zone, register for a regional gathering. It was such a good time. It was such a great time. All right, I think we can take a centering breath. I know I need it, because I ran from up in the balcony. So (laughs) if you'll take a breath with me. In and out. Holy Creator God, we thank you for community. We thank you for your divine being that lives in each and every one of us here, seated here today and online. Draw us closer to you in this moment as we celebrate you and one another. In your name we pray. Amen.
1: Good morning, Middle. Happy New Year. Oh my, we're so, whoa. Good morning, Middle. Yes! Happy New Year! Isn't it amazing to be alive and in our bodies and feeling and seeing everybody? Could we uh, uh, rise in body and spirit? And we're going to do a little We Three Kings action. This, This is a Sunday of Epiphany. And we got a little jam going over here. It says, for me middle something like woo <laughs> yes online can I hear your new year's sound Um, and
2: Good morning, Middle. Good morning. My name is Delaney. I'm the seminary intern here. you probably seen me. Um, we've come to the time in our service for a message for all ages. So if you are young and if you are young at heart, feel free to join me. It's going to be pretty cool today, so just saying. <laughs> Good morning. How are you all feeling this morning? I'm feeling a little tired. I didn't go to bed early enough. I have a question. Do you all know what a resolution is? Yeah, what is it? Could you say that again? Any other ideas? A goal for yourself, I love that. Yeah, it's like a goal. I think there's a lot of ways to think about resolutions, and sometimes we talk about it in lots of those different ways. Some things that I thought about were, it was like a commitment, like what you were saying, a goal that you were going to stick to. It might be a desire it might be a path, a new path you're going down. It might be an experiment, kind of like science, you're trying something to see if it works. The other way I thought about it was like a trellis. Do you guys know what a trellis is? Do you garden? Have you seen a garden? <laughs> so, haha, New York. <laughs> so, you might see you might see them outside. There's plants everywhere here. <laughs> A trellis is kind of a structure that you um, use to help plants that vine grow up. So you might do it with peas, green beans. I'm sure if you check out a community garden somewhere, you will see a trellis. But it's a structure that helps us grow. And so I kind of think of a resolution as something that helps us, like a value or a practice that helps us grow. Do you all have any New Year's resolutions this year? No. That's okay. I have one. Do you have one? Yeah. What to is it, Mira? More. To sleep more. Should we all take that resolution off? A couple of my resolutions are to be kind. I think we're always trying to grow in kindness, and also to ask for help. Sometimes I struggle to ask for help. I wonder, God asks us to commit to love, right? To love God with our whole heart and to love our neighbors as ourselves. I wonder how we might resolve to practice love today. You can think about that yourselves or aloud if you want. What I'm going to share is a way that I sometimes remind myself and how I practice a commitment. I have this little box. I took the lid off, but I have this little box and I fill it with little things that symbolize reminders to myself of commitments I've made And I have something in it inside for you guys, a gift. So I like to take symbols that remind me of a commitment I've made, and I put it somewhere that I'll remember in my little box. And in here, I have a symbol for you guys I'd like to give you as a gift. So this shiny, shiny stone is a gift, and I hope that it can be a symbol for you, a reminder of love and our commitment to love, and may that help us be a reminder to love, to love God, to love ourselves, and to love others. Will you pray with me? Holy One, I thank you for this time to reflect on our commitments. I am grateful for each one of these individuals, and I ask that you help us and guide us as we commit to loving more deeply and more fully this year. Amen. Amen. We're now going to sing Siahamba on our way back to our seats. Thanks, y'all.
3: Hi, everyone. It's the time in our worship celebration where we say our prayers together, where we gather up the things we're grateful for, where we think about what we we find worrisome, where we ask God to stand in the gap between us and the world, stand in the gap in the spaces where the people we love are hurting or sick. The Bible tells us if we bear one another's burdens, they're lighter. And if we share one another's joys, they're amplified. And, you know, I'm in a kind of a chilled out space, uh, thinking about the new year and what I hope, what I hope will be good in it, the ways I want God to forgive me, guide me, lead me. Sometimes I don't know exactly what to pray. And when I'm not sure, I might sing now i've not been singing that much
4: <laughs>
3: so i don't know how this is going to sound but take a breath with me and let's see if this prays for us sweet hour of prayer sweet hour that calls me from from a world of care and bids me at the creator's throne may God my words and wishes make them known. In seasons of distress and grief, my skate the snare
5: by
3: thy return, sweet eye of prayer. Whether we're singing or humming or patting our hands or tapping our feet, sighing, or crying, or smiling, a hard, heart-filled smile, the Holy One is listening, and we don't need special language, special words, special times to tap into Holy. Tap in my love, and know that God is listening to you. May God bless and keep you. Keep praying. Unceasingly. Amen.
5: Is there anything Jackie can't do? That was beautiful. (laughs) Good morning, friends, in person and online. One of my, actually my favorite thing about the Lord's Prayer, this beautiful prayer that Jesus shared with his disciples when they asked him how and what to pray, is that it can be understood by the smallest of children. And it's so deeply profound at the same time that we could recite it every day for the rest of our lives. So in that spirit, let's recite the Lord's Prayer together this morning. You have uh, an inclusive version in your bulletin with you this morning, or you can recite however you are comfortable. Let's recite this together. Ever-loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your reign come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. Today, the church worldwide celebrates Epiphany Sunday. This is the Sunday where we celebrate the manifestation, the physical manifestation of God to us in the baby Jesus. And during the time of the birth of Jesus, heavenly beings declared glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom God's favor rests. And thank God that God's favor rests on all people. So again, in that spirit, thousands of years later, in the midst of all the suffering and the pain and the heartache that we experience each and every day and week and month, living in these mortal bodies of ours, let us continue to pass the peace of Christ to each other as we inch closer to that peace on earth, that God's favor for all people that we are inching toward. Today, using the peace sign or praying hands and by saying, peace be with you, let us pass the peace to your neighbors here physically or online. Will you please join me? Peace be with you. <laughs>
6: we play. Just get by. How can you make someone take off and fly If we don't wake up and shake up the nation? Prefer? Ask the bird Fear or love, baby? Don't say the answer. Actions speak louder.
4: I need to gather myself a little bit. <laughs> Between that and Jackie's prayer, I'm just feeling very moved. Our um, scripture today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, uh, chapter 3, 13 through 17, which is a familiar text, um, Matthew three thirteen through 17. I'm saying it a few times in case you want to you know, pull out your smart device and pull it up, or flip through the pages of your books at home. Um, I am usually um, hashtag team NRSV when it comes to Bible translations and versions, but today I'll read you the open English Bible version. Matthew 3, 13 through 17 reads as such. Then Jesus came up from Galilee to the Jordan, to John, to be baptized by him. You know this story? Mm Mm-hmm. But John tried to prevent him. I need to be baptized by you, he said, so why have you come to me? Drop this for now, Jesus answered. This way makes it right. So John agreed. After the baptism of Jesus, and just as he came up from the water, the skies opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And from the heavens there came a voice which said, This is my dearly loved son, in whom I delight. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today I'm going to preach church on making it right. Making it right. Will you pray with me?
7: Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me, Spirit of the living God. Yeah. Oh.
4: Of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight O oh god our rock and our redeemer amen, amen. how you be church how's the the new year working out for you yeah is it are you still at um it's a new dawn it's a new day it's a new life you're feeling good you still there? Are you still at, at um, two every season, turn, turn, turn? Are you there? Did you, did you set New Year's resolutions or intentions? Oh, mixed. So um, how's that going then? <laughs> are you still sticking with it like eight days in, set you know, set up some systems to help you stick to it? Yeah, because that, that uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like some of you were like, whoo, about that. I have have the same five intentions every year. Um, I've collected these wisdoms from various friends and they continue to ring true, so every year I I renew them, I I revive them, I refresh them in my spirit and the energy around them. Would you like to hear them? Yes. Okay. Um, The first one is walk completely in my promise. Right. Two, there are no excuses. Or at least admit they are excuses. <laughs> Three, know when I need to go fast and alone versus when I need to go far and together. Not and some of you will know the African po- proverb in which that's pulled from. I see some nodding. The fourth one, dream it, then real life it. And the fifth one, be in a state of readiness slash preparedness. Ever a friend who says, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready? That's that one. And this year I added a sixth, and if you joined us on New Year's Eve, um, you already know what it is. Number six is to approach each moment or activity or event with as if it's a, a brand new experience. You'll be amazed at how much joy is infused in the moment, how much is born from that? It was cold, for example, the other day. Um, cold enough for me to see my breath, and um, so I kept breathing out through my mouth while I was outside, making smoke. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I couldn't tell you the last time I did something like that, but it was a good time. Um, yeah, so that I'm just trying to, you know, go to the grocery store brand new, try to get on the subway brand new. That first one though is a big one. Walking in my promise. It's the call that God has placed upon my life to walk completely in my promise. I I sometimes have um, a tendency to play small and though I have done some growing, it still pops up for me in my life, um, often in subconscious self-sabotaging ways. So I have to keep an eye out for that one and rededicate myself to this covenant between me and the divine. When I find myself off my axis, I recommit to writing myself again, to making it right. In Matthew's gospel, we get the birth narrative, like Jesus' origin story, and then it jumps to Jesus as an adult. And while I'm sure the road wasn't always straight and narrow, I do imagine that Jesus was close to God, even in the span of time that Matthew didn't write about, when he was a know-it-all tween, (laughs) when he was a hormonal, hormonal teenager, through all of it. So I don't know that I think what I used to think about baptism is what happened here in this moment that Matthew writes about in this text. I don't think this is where Jesus got close to God, or where the relationship began. I don't think this made Jesus part of some exclusive club called the church. I think something different happened here. I think it was a a public proclamation of a private relationship. I think it was the start of something big, Jesus' ministry. I think it was a renewing for the journey, uh, a freshening for the beginning, an affirming for the work ahead. But the thing that strikes me as wild in this passage is that the actual baptism itself isn't on the page. It isn't written down. We hear about the struggle of whether to baptize and then we skip to after the baptism. You ever wonder why? Did you all notice that at first? I'm like, yeah, did you? So maybe you did not wonder why. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's really funny the way that we read our texts with thousands of years of orthodoxy and orthopraxy stacked on them that we actually can't see what's on the page. The focus for Matthew is on crossing the T's and dotting the I's in the Hebrew Bible. It's about fulfilling the law and the prophets. Now, scholars don't think that Matthew was the first gospel written. They think Mark came before. They think Thomas came before. They think there may have been a couple of other lost uh, sources that Matthew had access to. Q source, if you've ever heard of that being one. Perhaps Matthew saw these gospels and felt like they didn't quite complete the job. Perhaps Matthew's goal is about making that right. Just so everybody's clear. So there are no questions We're on the same page, no comments, no concerns. In this version of Matthew's Gospel, Jesus actually says the words, this way makes it right. Now, John the Baptist had reservations. He wondered about um, who is lesser and who is greater. Who should actually be baptizing who? But Jesus tells him this isn't the important part, that none of that actually matters now. What matters is righteousness. Now, some of y'all, us, may have been John at different points in your life. Some of y'all might be John right now. Here's how to check. (laughs) How often do you have to be right? How much are you correcting others? Is the phrase, well, actually, Is that a common phrase for you? Do you should all over everyone and everything? I said should. For John, there was an exact right way this was supposed to go, this was supposed to be done. There was an order that needed to be respected. He didn't realize that his need to have things his right way actually impeded. On righteousness so Jesus asked him to set that aside to drop it for now this way makes it right consider the call on your life are you in the way of your own righteousness are you the one placing impediments throughout your path maybe even on a subconscious level how do you get it right Do you know where righteousness lies? Can you identify it? Have you aligned with it? Are you due for a realignment? Let's take this opportunity as we remember Jesus' baptism to realign ourselves, to recommit ourselves to the call on our lives. Let's make it right. Is anyone doubting that Jesus was already following God before this baptism? This was a recommitment to the call that God had put on his life. The next chapter has Jesus beginning his ministry in Galilee. As Jesus preached on New Year's Eve, sometimes the beginning doesn't look like the beginning, but we have markers along the way that when we look back, we can see where we made a turn. Let us today leave a marker for us to turn back and see where we made it right. Let us today recommit ourselves to the work God has called us to, both to our, in our personal lives and in our social justice work. Let us today recommit to the work of bringing God's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. Let us today recommit to loving each other a little more deeply, to understanding the other a little more clearly, to showing up fully embodied as God's beloved, to making it right. Jesus goes to the water to make it right. At the church where I grew up, we'd sing, Jordan River, chilly and cold, chills my body but not my soul. In front of me, you see a bowl and it is filled with with water and stones, stones you'd find in a riverbed, same as Jesus and John tread on that day. I invite you this morning, um, at the beginning of this new year, into a recommitment ritual. Come down the aisles and meet Reverend Mira and I to renew your commitment to the call on your life. The call God has given you, be it a larger call of shaking this world like a fruit tree until justice falls from its branches for all to receive, or a less perceptible call to touch lightly the hearts of those around you so they may know love, so that the fire that is in you and is in all of us can join together to burn brightly and light up this world with God's fierce revolutionary love. Perhaps your call is to reclaim, to reframe, to repair, to rebuild, to make right again, to make new again. Those here in this space, won't you come? And those who are online, uh, Reverend Ben and Rachel are in the chat to lead you through a more Thecla-inspired version of this recommitment, where you speak over yourself and encourage yourself in the Lord. Won't you come? Let us lead into this new year refreshed in our promise, revived, remembering. May this day and this stone serve as a reminder of the presence, the nearness of God with you on this journey to making it right. Put it somewhere you'll see it every day or maybe carry it around in your pocket so you feel it when you go to warm your hands or reach for your chapstick. May this be the marker in your life, the inciting moment when your soul was reignited. I hold you in my heart and pray for you as you do this personal and vulnerable work. May you feel revived and renewed in the presence of God on this journey. May it be so.
5: I don't want to stop what was about to happen over there. I can go sit down. For those of you that I haven't met yet, my name is Nick Lapara, and for the next couple of minutes, I have the honor of extending an invitation to you, a hopeful invitation to you. But I have to begin this invitation with a minute or so of downers. Fret not, I will get to the uppers. We will we will land. We will end this invitation in a hopeful way but i also want to recognize the reality the realities that we live in so give me a minute in the past few days in the 10th or 11th i forget round of voting for speaker of the house now congressman george santos while voting flashed a white supremacist gesture clearly on tv for everyone to see in the past few days some of the very same people that Rooted for incited a violent insurrection, a treasonous coup on our country two years ago were voted in again to serve in the now majority of the House of Representatives. In the past few days, domestic terrorists tried to stop people from accessing legal abortion health care and our NYPD protected the domestic terrorists while threatening to arrest those that were escorting people seeking legal health care. In the past few days, a six-year-old boy walked into his classroom and shot his teacher in Virginia. And par for the course, right on cue, the governor tweeted out thoughts and prayers, but nothing ever gets done. I don't know about you, but my emotions are up and down. Up and down. I can't seem to level them out. They've been extraordinarily up and down since 2015. I can't put my finger on why. (laughs) But I think that's fine for them to be up and down as long as we are inching toward hope and light and love. Right? Nonconformist playwright turned Czech president Vaclav Havel said, hope is not the same as joy that things are going well or willingness to invest in enterprises that are obviously headed for early success, but rather an ability to work for something because it is good. Not just because it stands a chance to succeed. We don't really know if we're going to win in the end. I don't know that. I hope that. But we don't do it because of the success that we're going to have. We do it because it is good and it is right. Rebecca Solnit reminds us that to hope is to give yourself to the future, and that commitment to the future is what makes the present inhabitable. We can't be okay with how things are. And lastly, ahead of next week, our beloved Dr. King reminds us that darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And this place, Middle Church, this place is filled to the brim from what I can see with hope, with light, and with love. New York City is lucky to have Middle Church. The world is lucky to have Middle Church, a place where people from all kinds of backgrounds, no matter what race you are, no no matter your sexual orientation, no matter your socioeconomic status, everyone is welcome here. This is a place that loves God, loves love, loves mercy, loves justice, loves hope. And so, friends, this is the hopeful part. It is time to rebuild. It is time to rebuild a physical representation of what we're all seeing and feeling in each other. We know that the church is people. It's you all. Each one of you is the church. But we also know that physical places can help us. Physical places can help us create experiences foster community, and help us have spaces to lavish hospitality on each other. So my invitation for you here in the room, my invitation for you joining us online, visit the website middlechurch.org to give today to find out more ways and opportunities for you to get involved, because again, it is time for us to come together to rebuild a physical representation of what we know that we all are together here today. So thank you for your time, Middle Church. Peace to you all.
8: Until I reach the mountain top. My soul's been anchored in the Lord. My soul's been anchored in the Lord. Yes. In the Lord. In the Lord. My soul's been anchored in the Lord. In the Lord. My Souls been in the Lord. Lord. My soul's been anchored in the Lord. Oh yes, do you love
9: Him? Hallelujah, do you love Him? Hallelujah. Oh yes, God Almighty, are you awakened? Are you awakened? Oh yes, yes, I'm yes, my soul is
8: building the Lord. Yes, yes. we yes. you, you serve Him? Will it? you serve Him? Oh yes, will you serve Him? Yes. Yes. Will you serve him? Hallelujah, yes. will
6: you serve Him? Oh yes, yes. God Almighty, are you awakened? Are you anchored? Oh <laughs> yes.
8: Yes, my yes,
6: soul will soul's be in the Lord. Me.
8: Hallelujah. Will you praise him? Will you praise him? Oh, yes. Will you praise him? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Will you praise him? Oh, yes. God Almighty. Are you a maker? Yes, I'm a maker. Lord, I am a oh, oh, yes. Lord, I love, oh, yes. Yes. I love you. Oh, yes. Yes, I'll serve you. Oh, yes. Oh,
9: yes. Lord, i praise you. Oh, yes. yes. Hallelujah. My oh, soul will be in the Lord.
0: God, holy creator God, who is known by so many names. We acknowledge that you are the great provider, and all that we have comes from you. Because you promise us your provision in everything, we promise to give back to you and one another. We walk and act in our promise through these offerings of our time, our talents, and our finances. We do this as a recommitment each week to the movement you have called us to, to bring your kingdom here on earth. Amen.
1: Amen. All right, my friends, as we come to the close of worship, if you refer to your bulletin, my hope is built just a show of hands how many people know my hope is how many have sung this before how many hands let me see yes yes it's interesting in the middle we have this mixture of folks who are traditionally churched and also folks that have no grounding in that and so we try to bring some church elements back and some new stuff in so we're doing a mixture we're taking the original lyrics and we're twisting kind of the beat with it because you wouldn't hear this with a the organ, the way we're going to do it. My hope is big
10: When darkness fades
4: y'all, we did that thing today. <laughs> we did we did that thing um, <laughs> in the spirit of me getting out of my own way and not playing small and all the things that you know make me uncomfortable. Um, I wrote a book <laughs> This is the um, advanced reading copy. I just got it this week, so
9: um,
4: yeah, so my my Inclination, and in my like, there's an inner voice in, right, inside right now that's like, literally screaming at me to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to like fight against it and just like celebrate with you that I did a thing um, that is now available and like is out in the world. <laughs> All right, right. I code wrote it. I co-wrote it with my mentor. It is called In Trembling Boldness. Wisdom for Today for today, from Ancient Jesus People. Y'all know I love my extra canonical text, so that's what this is. Um, so I pray that it is edifying for you. I, we wanted it to be small, something you put in your pocket and like carry on the subway and like read. So, ee, Mission accomplished! So proud, thank you. Thank you for sharing that with me. And now, a blessing for your journey, God. We just thank you for the time you give us together. and. May you all go out into this world renewed and refreshed, um, starting your journeys from this marker, from this point, into the call that God has for your life, finding your way toward righteousness, both in the big and in the small. Amen. Amen.